to the BCHL podcast presented by Subway. Brent Mutis here from BCHL Communications, and we have three guests lined up for today, but we'll begin with news from the NCAA. As the college hockey season has come to a close for several teams, the free agent signing frenzy has begun, and there were a few BCHL alumni that were inked and will turn pro. Starting things off this week was Trail Smoke Eaters alum Jake Lucchini, who signed an entry-level deal with the Pittsburgh Penguins after his senior year as captain at Michigan Tech. Not long after that signing, the Vancouver Canucks put pen to paper with Merritt Centennial's product Josh Tevis, who just finished his college career as a captain at Princeton. Taro Hirose, the NCAA's leading scorer this season and a former Salmon Arm Silverback, was next as the Detroit Red Wings signed him to a two-year entry-level deal out of Michigan State where he just wrapped his junior season. Also turning pro this week is Penticton V's product, Miles Gendron, who signed with the Ottawa Senators. Gendron's situation is a little different as the Sens drafted him in the third round in 2014. So with all that news going on, we have round two of the Chevrolet BCHL playoffs to look forward to as well, and it starts tonight in Chilliwack, Wenatchee, Vernon, and Victoria, where the Grizzlies will play the Powell River Kings for the third straight time in the playoffs. One Kings veteran that is suited up for each of those series is forward Josh Koblenz. The Campbell River native posted a career year in his final season of junior hockey and looks forward to the battle ahead against the island number one seed Grizzlies. I'd say uh, for sure the competition. I think any time you, you play a team in, in the second round, especially three times in a row, you, you want to come out on top. And I, uh, just personally, I'm one and one. So, uh, yeah, just, just to be able to compete and, and move on to the next round. I don't think they like us, and I don't think we like them. So uh, it makes it fun, and it should be a fun series. Now you guys have, you know, obviously grinded against Victoria all season with a bunch of games already. Um, there's probably guys on that team that uh, you'd be glad not to play against anymore. But, you know, is there an opponent you could point to on the Grizzlies, somebody that you admire the way that they play, somebody you respect as, a, as an opponent, or somebody you maybe find yourself matched up with quite a bit that you even enjoy battling against? answers uh, on Newhook, but I think uh, the answer I'm going to go with is, is Thompson. I played against him for for years. He played in Sandwich growing up, and I played in Campbell River, and then uh, we moved on to the midget level, and then Junior B, we played together, and now Junior A, so I, I respect his game a lot. Uh, he plays hard. He's a, he's a good competitor. He's a skilled player, and I, I like competing against him. Uh, I think that's kind of the one guy that uh, that I'm ready to play against, and, and you know, you get... Uh, you get a little, little more up when you're facing him. You guys got past Nanaimo in five games in round one. Did you feel like you got enough of a push, enough of a test from the Clippers to kind of get everybody playing the way that they need to in playoff time? Yeah, no, the play, uh, Clippers played us very hard. They're a hard team to play against, and I think they hit everything that moved for, for all five games. So I think that's... Uh, a good good way to put your toes in the playoff hockey. Obviously, it's a little more intense than than regular season. And then they got they got a bunch of skilled players and and players who can put the puck in that, just like Victoria. So I think we had to, you know, keep uh, keep track of where they were and making sure they weren't putting the puck in our net. And we're gonna have to do the same thing with uh, with Victoria's high powered offense. Talking with Josh Koblenz from the Powell River Kings, um, you're gonna be without 
Uh, Ryan Bruchette, who was your leading scorer, I think, for the first game of round two, and you missed him for the last two games in round one. Um, I guess, first of all, two-part question, do you feel like you guys addressed uh, adequately his absence, and who are, the, who are the players you really noticed that you know, took, took the advantage of their increased role with him not in the lineup? Yeah, no, I think uh, anytime you lose a 40-goal scorer, it's not going to be easy to replace, but... Uh, I think the whole team did a really good job in stepping up. I think uh, two guys that stood out to me were just Neil and Neil Samansky and Levi Glazeman. They took their game to the to the next level once uh, Burchette was out of it, and uh, he really helped us moving forward. Um, and then obviously, you know, not having having Burchette's obviously a big blow, but I think our, our team's handled it. We've handled kind of adversity all year, so. Uh, it's just another bump in the road. How about your game personally? I mean, uh, you doubled, almost doubled your points total from last year, set a new high in uh, goals, assists, and points. Um, is it just a product of you seeing an increased role on the ice, uh, something that you changed in your game, uh, increased your ability to uh, get, get the puck off your stick or improved your skating? What can you point to? I just think confidence. I think each year you become more and more confident in your abilities, and, and this year uh, you, you get a little bit of ice time or an increased role in, in what you play, and, and you just got to run with it. So uh, I mean, struggled at the first part, and then that just kind of kind of everything seemed to go in for a little bit in November. So um, it was nice to see that, and then just went from there. So I think it was just a product of just you know keeping working out the process and, and just getting your confidence level up and being ready to go for the next game. I remember last season you guys got past uh, Victoria in this round and got into the conference finals. I remember seeing photos and reports back from Powell River. The fans lined up for tickets uh, for, for the conference finals. Um, what, what's the buzz around town? I mean, you, for yourself, you're probably pretty well known in Powell River at this point for being your third season with the Kings. Um, what's the buzz been like around town for, for this third straight year you're facing Victoria? It's, uh, it's been awesome. I think every year, that's what makes it fun playing here, is every year everyone knows who you are. You know, you walk out of your house and people are saying hi to you. So um, the, the fans really get behind you. Uh, like I, last year was, was really fun. You know, you're coming home to you know, a couple hundred fans waiting at the rink. So, um, you know, every year Power River just does a great job in, in supporting us. They're, they're a first-class community. And, you know, it's just uh, it's exciting to play for them, and hopefully we can make it further. That's Powell River Kings forward Josh Koblenz. Looking at the BCHL Player of the Week this week, and it's Chilliwack Chiefs goalie Daniel Chenard. Backstopping the Chiefs to a series win over Langley after trailing three games to none, Chenard posted four straight wins after being lifted in Game 3. The Waterloo, Ontario product stopped 147 of 156 shots for the week, including a massive 43-save effort in Game 7's 3-2 win. Going to our second interview now, and we shift to the interior, where the highest seed to advance is the number three Wenatchee Wild. They find themselves in a matchup with the Couch and Valley Capitals, who shocked Penticton in round one, but veteran forward Josh Arnold, one of the few returning players and one of the few Canadians on the Wild roster, says last year's championship experience is something he and the other veterans are trying to use as they set the tone for the club in round two. You get a little bit of a 
surprise here in round two in that it's the Cowichan Valley Capitals that you'll be facing. Uh, you're the highest seed to advance to round two. They were the lowest seed to advance, and that's how it goes. But I imagine you didn't expect you were going to be headed to Vancouver Island for games in round two of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, nobody expected that, but uh, you got to give it to Cowichan we've been watching their, their clips and they're a team that battles really hard and you know we, we can't take them lightly they got some skill and I mean uh, we obviously didn't expect this we expected to be probably going to Vernon or something but uh, obviously you gotta give it up to Cowishan who plays a, a heck of a game Speaking with Josh Arnold, he's a forward with the Wenatchee Wild. Um, you were pushed in round one to the uh, right to the brink. The West Kelowna Warriors took you all the way to game seven and actually were leading coming back home. Do you remember any particular messaging or feeling you guys had as a team after after game five when you guys found yourself down three games to two? Yeah, um, we just knew that we are the more skilled team for sure. It just came down to who who wanted more. They had a hot goalie, and uh, the boys just kind of band together and just gave it her all. And we knew that if we worked as hard as we could, we definitely had the more skill and we scored the, more, the most goals. So uh, that's kind of all it took. Now, in the playoffs, uh, sometimes unlikely faces step to the forefront. Um, I don't know if, if, if you can identify anybody just yet through one round, but is there somebody whose game you think has kind of evolved or gone up a level now that it's into the postseason, somebody that maybe wasn't uh, a top scorer during the regular season? Yeah, um, I mean, our team, I'm going to have to go with uh, P.J. Fletcher. During the season, he was kind of a uh, – we, we, we always had some uh, – we have about five forwards who were all on the team last year, so we kind of held up the spotlight. But uh, he kind of stepped up and scored some huge goals for us, and his games evolved a lot. We talked a bit about how you grew up playing hockey in Cloverdale, but uh, you moved to Penticton for academy hockey. I'm wondering if you may still have some ties to Penticton or if you're hearing any reaction to you know, the stunning upset, really, of the Couch and Valley Capitals over the Vs in the first round. Have you heard from anyone in Penticton on that? Me personally, I haven't heard from anybody, but uh, the, obviously the Penticton fans are very passionate, so I'm sure they're not very happy with what happened. But uh, I mean, again, you, you got to give it to Cowichan, who played a heck of a series. Focusing back on, on yourselves and Wenatchee for, for round two here, again, you're, you're the higher-seeded team, so you'll have home ice advantage. You'll, you'll have the ability to play more games on home ice if it goes that far. Um, it seems over the past couple of years, I know especially last year, you guys really enjoy playing at uh, Town Toyota Center there in Wenatchee. Um, can, you, can you explain that at all? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, didn't, we were, I figured the record was over. I'm sure at home playoffs. Uh, it's just uh, our, our fans are definitely the best fans in the league. They're loud. They, they support us. If you're out, out in the community, they're, uh, they're asking how you're doing. We, I mean, fans even show up to practice and support us. So uh, it's obviously a big thing. Uh, just our, our fans, I mean, they're, they're unbelievable. Uh, I can't thank them enough. Uh, it's huge when you come out to a big crowd. Uh, like 3,000 people, it's just it's unreal and it really helps us play well. Yeah, obviously, the, f the fans have won you over as a player in the community, but you're one of the, the rare Canadians on the Wild roster. Is that a bit of a novelty to maybe your billet family or the folks that you meet? And you know, how, how did it come about that you were recruited by you know the only U.S. based BCHL team? Yeah, I 
last year was kind of funny because uh, all the fans were talking about how we're going to take the Canadians Cup and stuff, and I'm sitting here as a Canadian, so it's kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, I was originally an affiliate of the Salmon Arm, and I played about six games of them, and then I got a call from uh, from Bliss Littler, our head coach, and he, uh, he asked me to come down and take a look at the facility. So I came down, and obviously the success that they had the year before that came, and uh, just all the college commits they had and everything, and uh, it just I knew it was just a great place for me, no matter what country it was in. Now you're committed to Northern Michigan, I think it is, for next year. What was your visit like to that campus? Uh, yeah, the, the campus is awesome. Uh, it's right on Lake Superior. Um, it's beautiful there in the summers. Uh, cold winters, though, but uh, I don't mind. It's, I'll be in the hockey ring most of the time, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very nice campus. I'm looking forward to it. That's Wenatchee Wild forward Josh Arnold. Time for a quick break now, but we'll be back right after this. At Subway, we're all about making it what you want, even when we're advertising our new $4 Mighty Melts. My piggy bank wants to do it again. Of course he does. Subway's new $4 Mighty Melts are the best. Like the 100% Canadian seasoned turkey with melted cheesiness on a toasted ciabatta bun for just $4. I'm so full of savings, my human's going to need another piggy bank. I hope it's a lady piggy. For a limited time only at participating restaurants, excludes extras plus tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Get yourself a $4 Mighty Melt at Subway today. Welcome back to the podcast as we head to our final segment and for that we catch up with one of the most exciting young players in the BCHL, Trail Smoke Eaters forward Kent Johnson. Our Jesse Adamson was able to track him down this week and Johnson, who scored four goals and two helpers in five games in the opening round, started out addressing the Smoke Eaters' upset win over the number two seed Merritt Centennials. Yeah, no, I think we just uh, had a full team effort for, uh, for five games there and yeah, we... Uh... No, we uh, we were really prepared for them, and uh, we uh, we just kind of kind of tried our best to shut their uh, their top guys down and uh, still produce ourselves. And, uh, and yeah, we uh, got some great goaltending as well. And uh, yeah, we just found a way. Uh, you personally kind of had a hot start to the playoffs. You got four goals and two assists in the first five games. What do you think's been working so well for you offensively? Uh, yeah, I didn't think just our line uh, lines been really really been clicking. Whoever I was playing with. Uh, all five games were playing really well, and we just had some good chemistry, and, uh, and uh, yeah, we just uh, found a way to get some in the net. So to, to start this year, you were actually a 15-year-old. You're 16 now. Um, you're still one of the youngest players in the league. What was it like for you getting adjusted to junior hockey at this level? I think the adjustment went pretty well. I mean, I, in the summer, I was lucky to get on the ice with some good groups of uh, older guys, so it wasn't uh, too big a transition in that. And, uh, and yeah, no, it's just... Uh, a similar game, obviously a little faster and uh, stronger guys, but yeah, I know it's a kind of similar game and I uh, just uh, had to play my game and adapt and figure out what works in this league and I uh, thought I did that pretty well. As a young guy coming in, uh, was there someone on the team or in the room that you kind of leaned on during the, the transition period early on? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, our captain, Braden Tuck, uh, I was a uh, line mate for him for most of the year and uh, at the start and uh, and uh, roomed with him on the road trip. So, yeah, I definitely talked to him a lot about uh, about everything, and he was definitely really good for me. 
your head coach, Jeff Tambellini, uh, it's his first year uh, coaching in the BCHL. He's a, obviously a former NHLer, a former college star. Uh, what would you say his coaching style is like, and what have you uh, learned from him this year? Yeah, no, for sure. He's definitely, uh, he really wants to work with us, and uh, he's not like a dictator coach, but yeah, it's, I think he's really good with working with us, and, and uh, obviously pushes us really hard, too. And, uh, and yeah, no, he's been uh, great for our group. So your brother Kyle, he played three years in Prince George in the BCHL. So heading into this year, did you already have a kind of a sense of what the league was like just by watching him play? Yeah, no, for sure. I followed the league really closely for the last couple of years, especially, and uh, and talked to him a lot about my, about the league. And he he helped me a lot in the summer, and uh, he was a really big big part of my transition for sure. Uh, with him being uh, quite a bit older than you, four years older than you, I'm sure you haven't had a chance to play together much during your careers. Uh, would you have liked for him to stick around for one more year so you two could have matched up on the ice? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think he was ready to go, and uh, he, he's got to do his own thing for sure. But, yeah, no, it would have been really cool to play with him. I mean, I actually played one exhibition game with him last year, and that was really fun. And uh, yeah, no, But it's always fun uh, battling in the backyard or around the ice in the summer. It's really fun to play with him for sure. So Kyle spent this year at Yale University, and you yourself committed to Michigan for 2020-21. What went into that decision-making process, and why did you end up choosing the Wolverines? Uh, Yeah, no, for sure. I think uh, they're just a really great organization and uh, and a great school, too. And, uh, yeah, they just kind of got it all going for them. They've uh, had a lot of success, put a lot of players on, and I know it's a spot for me that that I can develop and get to the next level. And, uh, yeah, I just really like the coaching staff there and uh, everything they have to offer so, like I said, uh, your coach, Jeff Tambellini, played in Michigan. Uh, did he have any advice for you, or did he have anything to do with uh, the decision-making process? Yeah, no, for sure he helped me out with the whole process really well. I mean, he got through it himself, but no, he wasn't biased at all. He didn't really push me one direction. Uh, he just, just wanted uh, to help me uh, deal with it all, and, uh, and it was really good help there. And uh, Yeah, no, he wasn't biased or pushed me uh, to the Michigan direction at all. So a hot topic around town uh, the last week or so is uh, former Michigan defenseman Quinn Hughes arriving to play for the Canucks. Uh, did you have a chance to meet him or watch him play at all during your visit uh, to the campus? Yeah, no, I, uh, I met him there quickly, and yeah, he's a really nice guy. He seemed like, and uh, I got to watch their practice. And he was obviously, you know, he's such a beautiful skater, and uh, so uh, seems like so skilled. Matt, and I, yeah, I can't wait to watch him uh, in Vancouver here. So just looking ahead to your next opponent uh, in the second round of the playoffs here, you're taking on the Vernon Vipers, a team that I'm sure you know well from the regular season. Uh, what are you expecting from this series? Yeah, no, I expect it'll be a grind. Uh, it could go uh, a long ways, I think. And, uh, yeah, no, they're obviously a really good team. They, uh, they play physical and that. And, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be a tough series for sure. So one player on the Vipers, uh, Elan Barlev-Wise, was a teammate of yours uh, at the Burnaby Winter Club. Do you guys keep in touch, and has there been any trash-talking going on between you two? Yeah, no, we keep in touch for sure. I don't know about, uh, about trash-talking, but, uh, but yeah, no, we're, we're really good buddies. He's a great kid and was a great leader last year and uh, really helped me. And, uh, yeah, no, he's, a, he's an awesome player. He has a great future ahead of him as well. That was Trail Smoke Eaters rookie forward Kent Johnson in conversation this week with Jesse Adamson. And that will do it for this week's podcast. For all the latest, you can head to bchl.ca and check the playoff bracket, plus all the latest news headlines. Follow us on social at GoBCHL. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.